Hi, this is Sheila Cagill with the Communicate Influence podcast. Most people in marketing and PR will be familiar with voice assistants and website bots. Going forward, conversational design, which is the work done to develop voice assistant dialogues, is set to become a much bigger part of marketing and communications. In this episode, I speak with Shyamla Prayaga, the founder of the Digital Assistant Academy. The Academy offers a comprehensive course in voice interaction design, which is the core work done to create dialogues for voice assistants or chatbots. Shyamla is a globally recognized leader in conversational design, and her work has been included in many publications. She's also spoken at conferences around the world. In this episode, Shamla speaks about conversational design and its anticipated growth in coming years. She explains what sets her academy apart from other courses and explores the important issue of inclusion and diversity in the industry. You can find Shamla's podcast, The Future is Spoken, on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere you find your podcasts. Anyone who registers for the Digital Assistant Academy's Voice Interaction Design course before October 16th can obtain a 15% discount on course fees by inputting the code DALAUNCH. That's D-A-L-A-U-N-C-H, DALAUNCH. And we'll include all these details in the show notes. Now, let's go to our interview with Shyamla Prayaga. Hi, Shamla. Welcome to the Communicate Influence podcast. Thank you so much, Sheila. How are you doing today? I'm great, thanks. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you. That's good. Now, you have a, a background in voice technology. It's very interesting. And you've recently established the Digital Assistant Academy to uh, allow people to take voice technology design courses. Tell us a little bit about your background and the new academy that you've created. Yeah, sure. So um, I've been in the voice industry for almost seven years now, but I have like 20 years of experience as a user experience designer, more so as an evangelist. And I work with a lot of different companies, including Amazon and Ford. Um, and, you know, like even the voice technology companies like Voicebox. So throughout, I have designed a lot of uh, voice interactions for uh, smartphones, uh, smart homes and in-vehicle infotainment systems. So what I've identified throughout is there's a lot of opportunity in the industry. And, you know, like ever since Alexa was launched in 2014, uh, users' expectation about the voice assistance is, uh, has changed. And what that means is now people are expecting voice assistants to do more than what they were doing. So with all of these things, you know, the industry is picking up and there's uh, predictions that this market will uh, hit, uh, you know, like uh, billions and millions in the next uh, coming years. So with all of these things, the industry is picking up, but there's a huge gap when it comes to demand and supply. There are a lot of, uh, you know, like companies looking for uh, similar kind of skill sets who can help design voice interactions and conversational designs. But then uh, 
when you look at the resources out there very few people are there many people are uh, getting into this field uh, you know just through their own self learning experience or out of curiosity but there is no formal training or certifications available in this field so with that there's lot of opportunity because first of all the demand and supply the second of all uh, everyone is doing whatever is making sense to them Amazon is doing their own stuff. Google is doing their own stuff, and whatever or whichever company is working on their voice applications, they are doing their own uh, set of things. There's no one set rules, one set standard process, or anything. And you can pretty much see that uh, when you are interacting with Siri versus Alexa versus Google, you know, you can completely see the differences. Wow, that's really interesting. So the academy will take a, a full complete comprehensive approach and make sure that people who achieve the certification uh, cover every angle of it and okay. i yeah and i know that you mentioned to me just before we began our interview was like for example one of the things an example would be privacy uh, covering privacy issues in the storytelling process which sounds fantastic so tell us a little bit more about what what the academy will cover and all the different things that someone can't really achieve if they're self-taught so um yeah that's a very good question so first of all what happens is uh, many people think that uh, you know designing voice interaction means i'm just designing conversations uh but i i'd like to call it you know the tip of the iceberg when users interact with your voice assistant they are interacting with it uh very superficially right and what they see is how the assistant made them feel or how the experience overall was with the assistant but they are not looking at and they don't care about you know all the different things below the iceberg which actually makes up the voice assistant and this is where all of the things like you know the technology aspect of it the analytics aspect of it the privacy aspect of it or the ethical aspect of it all of these things uh are uh, laid out now one of the biggest thing is uh, when you are designing these voice assistants you know you're just designing the conversations and most of the people are 80% of the focus is on designing the conversation but people miss out on things like there are other touch points which we have to focus on there are touch points like the visual cues there are touch points like the voice templates which we have the multimodality aspect of it these are also important but at the same time we are also collecting lot of users data throughout so how do we you know gracefully inform them about what data we are collecting because most of the things i have seen most of the people you know like ditch their voice assistant after certain point of time because they hear about some you know ethical issues happening with these assistant or because these assistants are recording the voices or something along those lines yeah so what is happening with this is uh, you know like uh, then companies realize like okay you know like we made this mistake now we have to fix it and you know like they just bandaid all of these things so my approach to it is you know like rather than you know thinking about all of these superficially and trying to bandaid it when the situation arises we need to think about it you know in the beginning and my course would actually focus on you know like teaching users about all of these things right in the beginning so we'll provide some frameworks where you they can use those things to uh, you know like think about everything holistically when they are designing an application i see so it's it does sound really really comprehensive and yeah i think everybody listening to this episode can relate to the privacy issues because those uh invasions of privacy with uh, alexa i believe it was 
or maybe it was the yeah it was with alexa it was also with, oh, okay. both both the companies were in the news uh, for privacy concerns yeah people's co- private conversations with their with their partners being listened into which sounds incredibly creepy now it's hard to read the the tech section of a publication or listen to tech podcasts without hearing about voice technology. What's driving this increase in the technology? What's behind it? Uh, that's an awesome question. So, see, first of all, we started speaking ever since we were kids. Uh, you know, like some started speaking at two, some at three, but you know, like we started speaking very early on, right? and uh, speech comes so naturally to us like you know we have to put zero effort so uh, with the advancement in the speech uh, recognition technology it has definitely opened up an opportunity and thanks to you know all these uh, big tech companies and the movies you know which has uh, uh, where we envisioned having you know an assistant talking to an assistant and stuff like that so with all of these things uh, definitely you know uh, there was an expectation set uh in, into the user's mind like well you know you can do things through voice and those expectations were made reality through uh, these tech companies by providing the capabilities and saying yes we can do it there are still technical limitations but at least the assistants are able to do a lot more things so now with these things uh, people expect more because you know now they know the the technology is capable of doing so many more things through voice they are able to control the house they are able to uh you know like just play music or control the temperature in the house or in the car or call someone so the technology is you know proving itself every day that it is it is it is capable of doing all these things and that is one of the driving factors because now users are seeing more and more use cases like well you know wish there was voice for this and wish i could have done this through voice like just yesterday uh usually every day evening you know like uh i uh, do my meditation and i sleep but what i do is i do not turn on my fan because it's very very cold in here right so after uh, my meditation then i want to turn on the fan and i have to you know put the effort uh, to walk back and turn on or off the switch so if there was voice i could have just done it uh, so people now start feeling the need of these things although it was not the need some years back Mm. Yeah, it does indulge us quite a bit, doesn't it? I mean, we we recently changed our cable supplier um, to uh, Rogers, I believe it is, and the new remotes we we got have uh, a talk option. And you know, I've become really lazy. Uh, I just like ask for the channels, or if I want to find out, well, I love that film with Helen Mirren. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else? I just say her name, and all the options come up. So yeah, um, I guess this leads to a question. Are we just going to be sitting on our couches asking for everything with all these devices responding? Is it going to make us a bit lazy? I mean, depends on uh, you know, like uh, the person's mindset. I'm definitely seeing people getting more lazy uh, because now they that's that's a very you know like challenging thing um, as well because. yeah if you are able to sit in your couch and you don't have to you know go through the trouble of pressing 100 buttons to open up a channel or you know an episode you want to see and just do it through voice that's good but the biggest uh, thing you know it's opening up opportunities is you know the redundant things like which you have to do every day like okay open the blinds close the blinds every day or turn off the lights or you know um, lock your home and things like that so those are redundant things which people feel you know was automated so i wouldn't say we are getting lazy but we are getting more uh, effective and smarter that way 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, personally, I think, you know, people should be committed to health. That's entirely up to them. And it's a balance for me. I use technology for some things and other things I don't. So, yeah. Yeah. Now, my podcast uh, is for people who are working in marketing, public relations, communications and writing as well. And we already know that voice technology is starting to impact marketing, particularly the sales area. Can we jump into that a little bit? And can you tell us how um, voice technology is uh, impacting marketing and what kind of uses are you seeing? Yeah, so marketing is the next big uh, market for uh, voice technologies. And uh, there are obvious reasons, you know, like uh, in the uh, marketing space, you know, for example, uh, now uh, many, many people are trying to, you know, get into the voice commerce space or the voice advertisement space. What that means is you are able to order visa or get concierge related services like getting a ticket or reservation um, and things like that. So which is opening up a lot more opportunities because now people are seeing like these assistants are capable of doing these things and they would prefer, you know, just saying like, okay, book me a ticket to, uh, you know, uh, Taylor Swift's uh, show uh, tonight or something. Then, you know, like looking through a website and getting that information. So uh, these kind of things are opening up, you know, a lot more uh, marketing opportunities because now you can tap into, you know, like advertisements through the voice prompts and say like when user is listening to something, we can just tap in like, hey, by the way, you know, like uh, you're listening to uh, Taylor Swift and, uh, you know, there's a show going on because I know your data, I know your information. So I can tap into those kind of things like what we've been doing through uh, e-commerce websites or through websites where we are taking more data-driven approach. So there's things like that. So voice commerce, voice advertisements, and, you know, things like that are next big opportunities in this area. Uh, Of course, there has to be a subtle balance, like how we do, it doesn't have to sound very intrusive, but there are ways uh, companies are looking at making it, you know, like seamless so that users can easily, you know, get persuaded to uh, buy things or, you know, like get things through ads. Yeah, so I guess programmatic advertising, uh, that might be, uh, is that what you're referring to there? Yeah, uh, yeah. but it, it should be more contextual, you know, instead of, you know, sounding like a radio show where you have a number of ads, it has to be very contextual. So if you're listening to a certain uh, artist, you know, like providing you information very relevant to you at that point would uh, generate more, uh, you know, interest than, you know, like all of a sudden out of the blue, if you are listening to uh, a music and I'm like, hey, by the way, this deal on these tickets would not make sense or flight mm-hmm. tickets would not make sense, right? So it has to be very, you know, like contextual and subtle way of doing. And that's what marketing uh, industry has started looking at. I see. Yeah, I agree. It has to be contextual. I mean, you can't imagine, say someone's listening uh, to a track on Spotify or a piece of classical music and all of a sudden in the middle of it uh voices you can get uh, tickets to the toronto symphony they'll be playing beethoven blah 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 in the middle of this piece consumers aren't going to be very thrilled about that so yeah that's yeah. one thing and the other thing is like uh, voice assistants are still new and you know there are glitches which uh, you know of course people acknowledge and get frustrated about and if uh, marketing is not done in a contextual way or in a subtle way, it will throw off people more than, you know, like uh, uplift them. Mm, so true. 
Now, let's look kind of from the inside. The consumer demand is, is driving this because, as you as you noted earlier, uh, we had the initial exposure to voice interaction technologies with uh, Alexa, and we we like it. We want more of it. So, if you're working within the marketing industry, or uh, public relations or communications, how should you be looking at using that technology? So uh, voice doesn't have to be, you know, in the form of, uh, or, or digital assistant doesn't have to be in the form of voice. I would say, you know, like you could introduce chatbots, even, um, you know, like small chatbots as a part of your website or uh, through different touch points, all the different touch points uh, through which the user interacts with you. Uh, you can introduce uh, chatbots uh, to help with the same thing. You can automate certain uh, things which you've been doing in the marketing, like you know, uh, getting information from the users through newsletters could be done through chatbots now in a very seamless way. You know, you're just collecting the information and automating things. So there are ways to do it. There are you can look at you know different chatbots uh, or uh, voice bots or uh, mobile apps or different touch points to uh, make this thing work uh, for sure. And uh, the other big thing would be you know like. Uh, tapping into, uh, you know, like uh, the use cases more and, uh, you know, automating uh, the customer support aspect of things as well, because that's mm. one more big thing, right? Mm -hmm. For example, uh, you know, like uh, you get a lot of customer support calls for a certain kind of query and, you know, like this, there's a standard answer for this thing. So instead of, you know, like having a person taking those calls, now the voice assistant or the chatbot could take that call for you or, you know, like answer those queries. And there could be a seamless integration of handing off from there on if, you know, uh, the user needs further more uh, information, which the bot is not able to answer. Yeah, I guess big financial institutions use that really well. I'm thinking of the few times I've had to call PayPal or even my bank, and there's a, a voice interaction feature that uh, filters the call and finds out what you want or what you're looking for, and quite quickly you get directed to either a service person or a uh, you know the section of the, the website or the call that you need. Yeah. So that works pretty well, yeah. And do you see smaller businesses picking up that, that kind of service offering, um, having that voice interaction, filtering calls and making sure that they get through to the right place, the right uh, person to speak to quite quickly? Yeah, I mean, I feel it is very scalable kind of uh, solution. And uh, these technologies are out there, right? Whether it is a chatbot or voice bot, it's very easy to, uh, you know, like uh, make these things to the technology thanks to all the, uh, you know, like conversational AI providers out there. They have really made it very easy to do it. So uh, I don't see a reason why small companies cannot because all it uh, requires is identifying the right kind of use cases and which things can be automated and how, you know, the, how much that can, uh, you know, like reduce or optimize the operational costs. Mm. And as the, as the technology becomes more frequent, I guess for a lot of businesses, it's going to be, look, you have to implement it because your, your clients, your customers are expecting it or you, you're just not going to keep up. Is that how you see things evolving in the near future? 
I do see it that way because uh, you know how uh, many years back around like 2007 2008 uh, mobile uh, became a trend right mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. very uh, and even before that uh, i would not even mention the website thing because you know that was a different story but even if you look at you know how when mobile became a trend um, you know very few people were there who were actually providing mobile applications and the others uh, were not and users started feeling deprived because you know like mobile changed how people interact it was more uh, seamless and easy and people felt like you know they don't have to be in front of their computers to do certain things and they can just you know use mobile on the go wherever they are so the same thing is happening with voice now so the voice has opened up a lot more opportunities and now if i'm able to do something you know so easily why would i take the effort to go through you know a lot of touch and taps to get the same information like i was saying if i have to book a ticket and uh, if uh, it's as simple as saying book me taylor swift uh, taylor swift's show for uh, tonight uh, mm-hmm. or something you know why would i go through the effort of uh, you know like uh, selecting searching tapping and then you know adding into the cart and making the payment and all if it could be just done conversationally very easily yeah much much easier and uh, quicker more efficient yeah. so yeah. obviously users will have lot more users have expectations and uh, it will become the same thing like what happened with mobile phones like companies who are not uh, focusing on having their own voice applications or voice bots or chatbots uh soon they will make their users feel deprived and the users will start looking for alternate options because i've started seeing this pattern even personally when i go to a website you know my interaction with the website is more more so with the chatbot than uh you know the website itself you might have all the information out there in the website but we all know people don't read and they scan the information and that is where you know like people look for uh, real human interactions and if these bots can make that interaction seamless where you know you want something you don't want to go to the trouble of scanning through the website and getting the information you know like there's lot more opportunities so the expectations from user is changing to that extent yeah now you and i shamla we we both immigrants to our respective countries and i notice whenever i speak into my google pixel phone it always makes certain mistakes on certain words um obviously i don't have uh, the right i don't have the right canadian accent i've got a still got a bit of a an english irish accent and y- you you have uh, an accent as well so i'm curious to know how do things work how does voice technology work for people like us who don't speak standard north american english will we face challenges or will will the technology evolve to such a degree that it doesn't matter what your accent is or where you're from it will understand you that should be the ideal case where uh, you know like um again you know accent is a big thing of course you know and it's the technology limitations because you know these technologies require a lot of training data from different people in order to understand an accent so for example i have a very strong indian accent and no matter how much i want to or try to i cannot uh, make you know or uh, fake the accent or american accent i would say uh so that's definitely a big problem and initially i've seen like you know having lot of struggle because these assistants would never understand even now the assistant in my car uh does not understand me and i got so frustrated i stopped using it right so yeah. it will happen like if uh, and it's not our problem it's the tech problem so tech needs to evolve 
so if people like you and me if we are not able to successfully interact with these voice assistants at some point there will be decline in the utility which is going to hit uh, these companies big because uh, of course you know um, utility will decline so they have to fix these things by accommodating more and more accents they have to ensure that you know they are thinking about the different dialects they are thinking about the different local slangs and all of those things when they are designing or uh, improving the voice assistants right and and do you think that uh, the tech folks can conquer that problem it's not very easy or uh, difficult problem the only thing it boils down to is data right like they need data i used to work for a company called voicebox where um, it was about voice technologies so i still remember this company used to you know like record lots hours and hours of data from different people from different demographics to collect the data of how they speak certain things so that they can you know like train the system to understand the accents and the pronunciations and stuff like that simple thing i call technology but many people in india call technology technology so even those kind of simple things like you know give uh, teaching the system to understand those uh, slight variations in the pronunciations is also important so uh, it, it requires a lot of training data to train the system to do all of these things but it is not an impossible problem to solve well that's usually the case isn't it that that these accents that we we've talked about or the dialects it's usually the the vowel that's been pronounced differently or it's been lengthened or shortened and that's kind of i guess i'm just guessing i don't know but that's what the technology needs to work on that vowel recognition right yeah that's the thing and uh, many companies have started uh, focusing on uh, you know the aspect of it see uh, so the other part is you know like these tech companies uh, they are focusing more on expansion than you know like uh, uh, optimization and that is where the biggest challenge is so i still feel that you know there's opportunity like tech companies like amazon google is doing uh, far better but amazon or siri or uh, all the other tech companies out there who are working on voice technologies they have to evolve their speech recognition systems by uh, doing more and more training and you know like all these companies have employees diverse employees so they can use these employees uh, to build that training data uh, you know to start with your academy it sounds fascinating shamla and i'm curious to know for people who want to enroll into voice interaction design what kind of traits should they have should they be like a real technology person should they be creative what kind of students will do really well in this field so um this is a very good question because you know there is no set bar uh, you know like if you are interested in conversations if you are interested in you know solving a problem between a bot and uh, a human you know like uh, they, uh, especially with my course uh, you know uh, we are uh, not focusing on the technical aspect of it but we are focusing on the overall functional uh, aspect of it or the process aspect of it so i've seen people from linguistic backgrounds also doing it or people coming from writing backgrounds you know um, you know being very successful in this field so our course is pretty much for everyone from content writers ux ux writers to strategists or brand managers or marketing professionals who want to learn about these things so they can persuade their clients or you know like persuade their companies to do or innovation managers or just students or entrepreneurs wanting to make their own skills or uh, creating their own uh, you know like apps so that they can monetize through advertisements and stuff like that so there are 
uh, you know, like no limits as such. Anyone who wants to design good user experience for their voice bots or chatbots, you know, it's open to all. Well, that's interesting because I think initially I would have assumed that, you know, you have to be a real techno head to succeed in this field. But as you said, writers, content developers, linguists even. So there are lots of opportunities for people from different backgrounds to um, take this course. And, it, you know, it's coming at such a great time as well because so many people have lost their jobs due to the pandemic and they're looking uh, to reposition themselves and reskill themselves. So a perfect time for a launch for you. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this has been, uh, you know, like we've been working on uh, this idea for a pretty long time. And I, I definitely feel, you know, this is the best time because people who want to make a switch, you know, it will be really easy that way. And with our career care or career support program, uh, which we have, uh, you know, I definitely feel uh, we can also help uh, students transition into whatever direction they want to go into. And for, for people who are thinking about uh, retraining or they're just finishing high school and they decide that this is something that they want to go into, tell us more about the, the modules. What, what are the modules, or at least some of them, and what can students expect to learn? Yeah, so, um, I mean, um, we are covering a broad range of topics here. So, uh, you know, whoever uh, will uh, want to get certified in the voice interaction space, uh, we'll teach them from the fundamental skills of voice interaction design to, you know, like defining the strategies of voice first thinking and the voice first uh, frameworks. And then uh, we will also teach students about the building blocks of voice, like what are the technologies or, you know, like all the different things which make up the voice assistance. And uh, we will also teach the basics uh, of voice design and uh, how it works and, you know, all the different touch points which is required to design for voice. We'll tap into the voice design process techniques and tools. And uh, then we'll dive into uh, conversation design strategies and guidelines because this is the major touch point when someone is interacting with your uh, but then we will also look at the methods to validate or methods to optimize voice interactions through different kinds of testings, including wizard of us testing or usability testings. And then the biggest part of our course would be, you know, uh, diving into the ethical and privacy design frameworks. Uh, so users can learn about how they can make an ethical assistant and how they can, you know, like uh, make the assistant uh, focus on the privacy uh, and uh, ensuring that, you know, the users are aware of all of these things instead of, you know, uh, giving them a big terms and conditions and, you know, adding in your information in there. So this will ensure that, you know, users are able to uh, get a more emotionally connected assistant and will help you learn all of those tools, techniques and tips. Wow. And Will you be teaching all these modules? How will this information be delivered? So this is all self-paced, uh, which means that we have pre-recorded all of these modules and uh, you can learn it at your own pace. It is a six months uh, course. And mm -hmm. within those six months, you know, there will be a lot of uh, worksheets. There will be a lot of videos and a lot of additional learnings and materials. And throughout, uh, there will be a lot of uh, hands-on activities. For example, uh, you'll get to do a lot of, you know, like research with the users or create your own applications. So in this program, uh, we have opened up uh, three capstone projects, which is like uh, real uh, world problems, which we'll be solving. 
and you'll mm-hmm. be creating an Alexa app, uh, Google Assistant action, and uh, Alexa skill, Google Assistant action, and a mobile app uh, or a chatbot. And we will be deploying those in the respective platforms. So by the end of the course, you will not only learn about the tools, techniques, and concepts, and all of those things, but you will have a tangible project deployed in these assistants. So whether your vision is to uh, monetize those things, or whether your vision is to leverage that as a part of your portfolio to get into the big companies, or whatever your goal is, you know, like uh, these capstones and the curriculum would help you. That's great. And I think it's so cool that you're going to have a career coach as well, because so many uh, online courses don't offer that kind of service at the end. So that, to me, it shows real commitment to the students. Definitely. So the biggest reason is uh, uh, I identified this as another big gap. Like what exactly happens is you take these, uh, you know, like uh, boot camps or online trainings, uh, which is provided to you. But then after that, uh, you are left at your own uh, luck to find a job. They would guide you saying, okay, you can go to these meetups or you can do those things. But uh, one part of uh, making a career shift, whether it is, you know, like from a field to the other field, like someone getting from marketing into voice design um, is a big shift and you may have to learn some functional plus non-functional skills. The same thing could be you are starting out fresh out of college and you may uh, just learn the functional skills, but non-functional skills are equally important. So if you don't know uh, those non-functional skills, that's where most people fail. And that is why, you know, like if you look at these online boot camps or uh, uh, trainings out there, the success rate is around 20 to 30 percent people get jobs, remaining don't get any job. So that is why we have opened up, you know, the career coaching program. So what that does is, you know, like once the program is done throughout the program, not once, but throughout the program, you know, you will have the career coach guiding you right from understanding your goal in the beginning to guiding you uh, throughout through our storytelling workshops, where we'll teach you how you can present yourself through storytelling to also teaching you the negotiation skills to also, you know, like uh, doing mock interviews with you, with the industry experts so that you get a feel of, you know, how someone at Amazon would uh, ask you these questions versus someone, you know, at Ford would ask you these questions. So we'll actually tap into those things and also, you know, like do portfolio review with the expert interview experts in the industry. So that way you are getting a real feel of uh, everything and sometimes you know that could lead to success because if uh, these industry experts likes you and they already have an opportunity that can open up doors for you wow that that is absolutely brilliant um so much value for people there in so many different ways and i think you're right when when people finish school and they're very young they're they're often not sure how to approach even things like the their resume or, you know, approaching or reaching out to potential employers. So I think with your academy, they're going to be a step ahead of everybody else on that one. Definitely. That is the goal. We want to help the student. We want to be with them, uh, you know, like throughout um, their journey with us. And we also want to be with them after their journey with us to ensure they have a successful career. Yeah, that's great. That shows a real commitment on your part. It's impressive. Thank you. Now, yeah, is there anything else that you'd like to mention before we we finish today? 
so if you have not already uh, you know like uh, download our uh, episodes from the future is spoken and uh, you can also visit our course uh, uh, which is digitalassistant.academy and learn more about it definitely it's been lovely speaking with you thanks so much it's an exciting time for you and it's always great to connect with an entrepreneur who's uh, building something doing something new and providing real value to people out there Thank you so much, Sheila. It's my pleasure. Yeah, I'm really excited for you. We'll catch up later in the year or maybe early next year and find out how things are going. Sure thing. Okay, great.